the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's kind of our Monday, even though oh, it's Tuesday. My. Yeah, because we had yesterday off, and hopefully you guys enjoyed your Labor Day as much as I did. Hopefully you enjoyed a long, restful weekend, had fun. Um, we've it, There's so much that happened over the weekend because there's never a day off anymore in news. Certainly not when you have a presidential election. Uh, happening, uh, coming up. So tonight's show is going to kind of be, we've got two amazing guests for you guys. We've got our brother, Ed Martin, is going to be back with us from Pro America Report. We've also got a union guy, Jeremy Wayne, who got the Joe Biden treatment a while back. And Biden spent all Labor Day weekend courting the unions. So I will be interested in hearing our union friend tonight and see if he thinks that Biden made some headway there in keeping the union vote. Tonight's show is going to be kind of like... Um, so while we've got these amazing guests, we've got so many topics we got to touch on tonight that is kind of almost like an everything pizza or an everything bagel because we got it all on there on tonight's show. But we still want to make some time for you. 888-344-1170. I know that I got a call from a friend of mine who said to me, I'm, I, she said, Andrew, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Do you think Trump's going to win this? So you know what? Maybe that's the question for you guys out there. I'm going to post that question to my buddy Ed Martin here in a minute, but I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Are you nervous? Are you confident? What are your thoughts on a Trump election, a Trump re-election? Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. We are streaming live right now on Facebook at The Answer San Diego, as well as our special little Facebook group called Kaniacs, K-A-Y-E. N-I-A-C-S, and I'm also on Instagram. <sighs> now I can bring in my man. I got my whole intro done there. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's the grease that keeps it going every night. It's DJ Potato Skins. And abolish basically the- <laughs> DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. This is Joe Biden. I'm prepared to say that I have a record of over 40 years mm. and that I'm going to beat Joe Biden. <laughs> well, that is just case Number one of why I think it's going to be a landslide. They're going to come out with what they want to come out with. I'm not worried. Well, here's what I'm worried about. And by the way, I love that quote. It reminds me of uh, President Trump. And I hope Joe is right. I hope he beats Joe. Yeah. Uh, President Trump tweeted out today. I think it was a clip from Joe Rogan's show in which one of his guests said that Joe Biden was like a flashlight that's losing its battery and you're out on a hike and you don't need that battery. Please don't insult Energizer like that. (laughs) Um, I tell you what I'm worried about. And then I'll get into the topics of the day. I'm worried about the potential theft of the election through 
election fraud through mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting and all the different ways that the left stole the election here. On election night in the midterms in 2018, we had six Republicans that actually won based upon absentee ballots and based upon uh, in-person voting. And it was because of ballot harvesting that the seats flipped. And that's what the play is with this mail-in balloting. And what that means is we, and the reason is, uh, their plan is, uh, and I think I heard on the news today, I think it was Zuckerberg who said, we need to start preparing Americans for the fact that we're not going to have an outcome on election day, that this could drag on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the Democrats Great, will drag it true. out. And you know what? All you, I'm old enough to remember when the former comedian from Saturday Night Live I can't remember his name he played Smalley or whatever um, see I try to block it out um, is that Dana Carvey? No, no, no. Um, from Minnesota. He um, lost on election night, and then magically, somebody found absentee ballots, uh, ballots in the trunk of somebody's car that just magically provided enough. Al Franken just magically provided enough absentee ballots after the fact to push him over the edge. So here's what we need to do. We cannot stop the fact that we have uh, governors like Gavin Newsom exploiting the coronavirus for uh, power and ushering in the mail balloting but what we can do is this is we can make sure that we contact everybody that we know whether it's in california because we have to care about down balloting here whether it's it's particularly in swing states we have to make sure that we get everybody out to vote so that we have so much turnout that it doesn't matter what kind of games they try to play for the next 18 months with mail-in balloting balloting that they don't have a way not that close it's not going to matter it won't matter they'll give up but if it's in any way remotely close there will never be a time again where a republican presidential candidate can be within 500 votes in florida as in the year 2000 and come out uh, the winner we can't cannot they are determined to steal this so i got to give uh i already know who my hero of the week is going into friday all that being said before i get into hot topics is because i'm not even into my topics of the day yet is scott pressler who's going around the country and was in orange county this weekend registering new voters and getting them out to vote for trump that being said a couple things before i take a break um amazing to see the trump boat parades all around this country in san diego alone there were over two thousand boats out on the water for president trump we have the momentum we have the enthusiasm here and that's not that's that's just the number of boats that's not counting the number of thousands of people that came out for trump waving their banners along the shorefront and this took place all over the country we absolutely have the enthusiasm i'm not believing for a second present you know all these stories cnn and other outlets are doing trying to show these trump people that voted for trump in 2016 they're not sure they're going to vote him again they're trying to they're trying to peel off trump voters and it's not happening um, uh, that uh, I before I take a break, um, I, I failed to mention, and our prayers go out to everybody across the state of California in the middle of devastating heat waves in which we've got these wackadoos who've shut down the power grid in, in California for power, leaving people in their homes like seniors in areas that have 121 degrees with no power. It was, br- it was brutal out it there. It has been brutal out there. On top of it, we've had these wildfires across the state that have burned over 2 million acres at this point. We have one in San Diego County Valley Fire that is only 3% contained as we have Santa Ana conditions that are moving in. So we, um, our thoughts and prayers to everybody. This is not new to us in San Diego, although it's early this time of year 
to have this amount. Part of it is because of stupidity of somebody and some family with some gender reveal event that led to the Dorado fire. I don't know what quack family is out there with uh, lighting fireworks or whatever it was that they did in this gender reveal party, but I think they should have to pay some kind of serious penalties for this. We need to be discouraging anybody from doing the kind of nonsense that led to that fire. Any thoughts on that, uh, Skins, before we take a break? No, I just, I mean, I, I agree. I don't know if it's just these people that just aren't thinking, but it, well, they're if not you're anywhere near brush or anything that's dry, that's flammable. Just don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't didn't be idiotic. Your, well, didn't your mom ever teach you not to play with matches? What are you doing? I'm not a fan of people with their, with their homemade fireworks and running their own fireworks displays on 4th of July either. Leave that kind of stuff to the pros because this is the kind of thing that can happen. I know what I wanted to talk about before I go to Ed Martin. That? Um, I'm also, I called out some conservatives on Twitter today because what the left is trying to do is continue to use case count to foment hysteria relate, related to coronavirus. We see that happening in San Diego with 266 college students that have a 99.9% chance of recovery that are probably never even going to get the sniffles. It's an excuse to shut down San Diego State. Now uh, we the, the big story this morning was Sturgis. 200,000 case count because of some motorcycle rally in Sturgis. And what I've said to conservatives is this. I, I, why are you sitting on Twitter all day long arguing over who wore more masks? Was it the Sturgis rally or the Black Lives Matter rally? We have, we know in New York City today that over 64 percent of those restaurants in New York City will never reopen. We have entire industries being completely destroyed in this country because of case count when that's not the number that matters. The number that matters is mortality rate and we are continuing to destroy lives and every conservative that gets mired down and gets sucked in to argue over a number that doesn't matter is just feeding the monster knock it off. We need to reopen this country and we need to reopen it without mask mandates and six foot distancing mandates that are continuing to crush the economy. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. You want to stay far distance away from other people? Please do so. I believe in freedom. But we've got to stop these mandates. And you conservatives arguing over case counts and who is wearing masks, you're just adding to the problem. And I'm looking at you, Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. All all my conservative friends I got into arguments with over the long weekend over the coronavirus, every single one of them brought up case count. And I'm like, you guys have to get off that. We did not do shutdowns for case count. We did shutdowns because of flatten the curve, which had to do with people being hospitalized and in the ICU and dying. That's what the shutdowns were supposed to be about. So, you know, we got too many conservatives feeding the monster. We're going to take a break. We come back. No monster forthcoming. It's our buddy, Eagle Ed Martin, who's going to be here after the break. And I'm putting him through a patented Ed Eagle Ed Martin lightning round. I got lots of topics. He better be ready. He better be sucking down the caffeine right now because he's coming up. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super excited to have my buddy Ed Martin back with us. Eagle Ed Martin. Y'all listen to him every night after my show on the Pro-America Report. But you guys need to go to ProAmericaReport.com. You need to sign up for the Wink, which is the What You Need to Know. And tonight I'm putting Brother Ed Martin, follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Eagle Ed Martin. I'm putting him through a lightning round, and he better Eagle have Ed his... Martin, lightning round. Yeah, he better have his answers quit, ready to go. He better been power caffing up on the caffeine, child, because I'm about to put you through it, Eagle Ed Martin. Welcome back to the show. 
LSU, LSU, number one. <laughs> there you go. Okay, LSU, then. Number one, LSU, number one. Is that good? Is that good? That, that's big, excellent. Big Ten, big, big Ten football is terrible. Well, Big there Ten, they go. ain't even playing. And then I hear that I hear I that Big Twelve or Pac twelve, whatever they are, because I'm not. I don't really know. Uh, I'm not really familiar with any conference outside the SEC. They, they're going to have all these like social justice, you know, symbols yeah, going on. They're going to have badminton tournaments. They're going to play badminton tournaments instead of playing football. <laughs> just, just let SEC play football until Notre Dame, and then they play, and then just stop, right? And then it'll be great. Anyway, I'm ready for the lightning round. All right. right. Hit me. Well, let's start with that. We might as well start with the big story, actually, that came out Friday. And to me, it was a big story. I've got my monitors up. I don't hear anybody talking about it. But Trump decided to put an end to all these uh, seminars that are taking place within the federal government that is teaching critical race theory. Oh, the left is fantastic with these word games that they play, just like, you know, the Affordable Care Act wasn't affordable. And, you know, abortion Mm -hmm. is, you know, women's health care. Critical race theory is nothing but anti-white bigotry couched under the guise of divisiveness. To refresh y'all's memory, you know what this is? This is the the city of Seattle hauling in their white employees and telling them, you got to do something about undoing your white and that means giving up your property. We had the African American Museum um, in uh, D.C. doing the same, teaching the same anti-white, you know, type of stuff. Uh, to me, this was a huge story, Ed Martin, because we have never had a Republican. The reason why we're here is because we've had a Republican Party doing nothing to stop this cultural war that's going on in this country. How do you see this decision? Yeah, no, look, I mean, I think, no, no, I think you're right on that. I mean, look, it, it certainly got a big splash, right? And, and one of the things that it's clear, it was clear after eight years of Obama that he was he really was intruding into American life through all kinds of means, his Marxist and left wing theories. And he was using the power of the federal purse, as well as using our agencies and the military as experimental, you know, kind of social justice, not experimental, but, you know, education, propaganda machine. So it was good news. You know, if you're cynical, if you're in culture, you say, say, why did it take you three years to do it? And partly it's before an election year. But I think also partly President Trump couldn't have done it six months ago. No. And I, what I mean by that is the race, the, the, the Black Lives Matter made the question of being serious about race. It took it off the table. I mean, you know, they, they're not asking for any real, you know, kind of help us make the schools better, help us do something about uh, our future. They're just burning stuff down. And I think once you see people that the Black Lives Matter people are the same people, burn it down and then teach critical race theory. And so I think the president said, I can take this kind of off the table and do it. Now, you know, in every uh, a corner of the federal government, there's these kinds of problems. So this yeah. is a great thing. And, and this is this is a reason why your listeners, when you listen to you say, why would four more years? This president's not afraid to take on these politically incorrect t- subjects because they make you sound you know, like you're you're being mean if you say you're against justice or against, uh, you know, some some racing. So it's a good it's a good story. And, right. And it is they, more of it. Right. Of course. More. Of course, the left is saying, well, he's he's getting rid of diversity. This is not diversity training. This no, is be no. clear. This is anti-white America training. This is telling <laughs> white Americans you're evil and bad because your skin is white and you're the problem in this country and we need to undo whiteness. That is racism and it is 
systemic racism that this is the systemic racism that racism that's being going on in our government right now. Yeah. Um, switching gears is part of our lightning round. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big story out of Rochester, New York, in which a uh, black man was had a spit hood put over him. He was naked on PCP. He had a spit hood put over him after they were telling him, you know, to, to stop spitting in their faces. Here we've got covid. Uh, he wasn't wearing a mask and social distancing. Now he's naked running around a PCP. He ended up dying. And today yeah. it was a mass exodus on the part of the Rochester police chief and his bigs, who are black, by the way. And the yeah. mayor in Rochester is is black, by the way, and Democrat. And this guy was like, look, I'm not going to ha- have my character, my integrity besmirched and be run down. I'm out. I'm out. Right. So who are you going to well, call Rochester? And this is going to start happening across the country, Ed Martin. Well, first of all, let's talk about spit guards. And I, I thought it was just another Mardi Gras night down in New Orleans. I mean, you're throwing a spit guard on with naked running down the streets. But <laughs> it's Rochester. It's colder. No, look, here's the here's the unintended consequence of Black Lives Matter and, more importantly, Antifa burning down cities. I remember reading the New York Times, no less, reported on a gay man who moved from Texas to Seattle to open a, a coffee shop. And he said to the New York Times, when they started marching here, I thought, well, if this is about race, OK. And then they started trashing my building. And they're not, it's not about race. It's about violence. And it's about hate. It, what you're seeing is two, two things you need to remember when you hear this story out of Rochester. One, it's unintended consequences that normal African Americans are looking up and they're saying, this is not who we are. The mm-hmm. second thing, though, is the broad point. What kind of man or woman wants to be in leadership of law enforcement in a city where all you're going to get is attacked by your own you know, attorney general or somebody else? So now we're going to go down and we're going to start to say, who's going to be working here? I mean, you're going to have to just cordon off the, the major Democrat urban centers and let it be like uh, like a free for all, like a lawless zone. Mm-hmm. And, and see, because if a black man, 41 years old, doesn't want to be chief of police of Rochester, because it's not worth the trouble, no, no one's going to do it. You know, no one's going to step into that. Right. And, you know, the left is perfectly happy with that. Um, right. That, That's you right. know, he's like, hey, I'm a black man and I'm being attacked here because this because listen up. How many times I got to say I've been saying for years, you I, what whatever identity group the left has put you in, they don't care about you. OK, women back in 2012 and they were saying the Republicans had a war on women because Romney had some women in a binder. If you didn't know that. The the Me Too movement was phony. Um, Google and hear Kamala Harris talking about what an incredible family today that Jacob Blake, he and his family are. Jacob Blake, who was, a, who was an accused rapist and actually was charged with rape while he was handcuffed to his hospital bed. Uh, Google and find out about Jacob Blake's father and his Facebook account. This, this man is an anti-Semitic, anti-white America, anti-American racist bigot. And that's uh, uh, who Kamala Harris has said today are incredible. You women out there, you think think that the Democrats care about you. No, they absolutely don't. Just like they don't care anything about black lives. This is about nothing but power. I I cannot believe that anybody could support that any woman out there could vote Democrat with the way that they have honored a rapist. Yeah. No, I again, I mean, it's where these people get so far beyond uh, the pale of what's even sort of remotely acceptable. Imagine if it were the other way. If the, if Donald Trump went to visit a family who was had a, uh, you know, the, the, uh, this charge on them and it would is this. But look, let's not be surprised. The Me Too movement was always fraudulent. It was only yeah. used for power. And so it was power politics, power dynamic. And unfortunately, as we know, you want to talk about exploited. 
talk about young African-American women, young Hispanic women. You talk about young white women who are preyed on by the abortion mills and others and preyed on by by the the culture. So it's not a sincere thing. The only good thing about it, and I I mean it in a very I don't mean it as a positive. I mean, it as I mean, it as at least it shines a light on their hypocrisy and then the public can see it. And hopefully it changes how they view them. Well, also, um, just like you so eloquently said, they're exploiting black Americans and using black Americans and they don't care about women and Hispanic women and black Americans. They also don't care about the military. This phony Atlantic story, uh, it's only got legs because it feeds the Trump derangement syndrome. But when you got John Bolton coming out and saying, look, I I was in the room. Remember, I wrote the book in the room and it didn't happen. Um, This didn't Mm -hmm. happen. Uh, So much so that there is an Iraq war vet uh, who looks like Howie Mandel. He reminds me of Howie Mandel. His name is Bobby Henline. He's a comedian, by the way. Uh, He's one of, I think he's the only survivor of he and his uh, group. There were five that were um, ran over an IED and he was burned over most of his body body and he said stop using his picture ed martin because the democrats were using his picture and saying this is who the who trump thinks is a loser and a sucker and he asked that they stop using his image because he said first of all he does not believe that trump said this and second of all he says if that's the only way that you can win is because you think you can tear down your opponent that's not winning you need to stick with the facts and this is a manufactured story um are you concerned uh about uh this actively or actually impacting the military vote? Yeah, I I am. And I'll tell you why. I mean, again, the problem with these kinds of stories is they're not going to convince the, uh, you know, the tens of millions of voters, the veterans and active duty who are going to vote for Trump. They're not trying to. They're trying to pick off the edges. Uh, As you say, you get to one of the great things about my old boss, the late Phyllis Schlafly, she knew campaigns. And if you know campaigns at this point in a race, you're talking seven weeks away, eight weeks away. You're not actually trying to uh, get a knockout blow. You're trying to pick around the edges and drive down support. So you're going to see a series of efforts, and this one was very orchestrated. The Atlantic magazine ran a fake news story. It was picked up by the campaign, the Biden campaign immediately, and then all the rest of the media joined in, and it became this frenzy. It was all a lie, but it was not designed for truth. It was designed to have a low, relatively low-information voter, uh, you know, a soldier or sailor, hear the story and think, oh, that stinks. I don't like that, and drive down the edges. I, I only tell you because it's going to be happening more more and more frequently uh, on other issues. You're going to hear it. It's kind of like the Billy Bush uh, weekend in, uh, in, in it was meant to drive conservatives away and say, oh, man, I can't trust Trump. He's really not a nice fella. That's what we're going to see. So I don't like it. And I think it was so well executed by the Atlantic, the Biden campaign and the mainstream media, the fake news. It, it makes you worried. It makes me worried. It does. Well, um, dang it. I wish we could leave it on a more positive note. Um, but uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I bring you on here to speak the truth. Eagle Ed Martin. Y'all follow uh, Ed on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for his wink. And you tune in at 7 p.m. right here after my show for his show, The Pro America report. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. All right. Talk to you soon, Andrea. All right. Thanks. Okay. Coming up, we got a union voter, uh, union guy, Jeremy, who says, you know, y'all heard that old saying, vote blue no matter who. He says it ain't that way anymore with the unions. And uh, I'm curious if they're if they're saying F you to Biden or how they're flipping the script on that one. So come on back. More Andrea Kasia coming up. More Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K A Y E. 
Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show on this Tuesday, but it's really a Monday, but we're rolling into a short week here, so uh, glad to have you guys here with me. We're keeping our eyes on these fires that are burning across San Diego County, the Valley Fire, and our prayers and thoughts are with everybody out there in East County, so hopefully we will have minimal loss of, of property and no loss of life uh, with this one. Um, shifting gears, I don't know that I've had, beyond like SAG-AFTRA, like we've had James Herson on and Herson on Hollywood. We know he must be SAG-AFTRA. AFTRA. So other than like people in the entertainment industry, I don't think I've had a union worker on. So I'm loving this segment. And I think it's because my perception is, is that these union workers are all these hardcore lefties, you know, that are bussing people to the, you know, illegals to the polls to vote. You know, all the like the worst of the union connotations. And then I hear about this man, Jerry Wayne, a union worker that actually had a run in with Joe Biden. He got corn popped. He got the corn pop treatment from Joe Biden. But he's here now. And I'll let him tell you about uh, Joe Biden, his interaction with him and uh, how he sees things playing out with the union vote. Hi, Jerry Wayne. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so uh, tell everybody about, I mean, the, your your interaction with him went viral, but it was, you know, a little while ago. I don't remember exactly when it was. Uh, we do know that Joe Biden was going around this weekend on Labor Day weekend, really trying to work up the union vote. And I was curious because I was thought, thinking to myself, well, if he's got the union vote like in the in the tank, like the Democrat Party should, why is he out worried about the union vote? So first of all, tell everybody about what went down with you and Joe Biden, then give us your perspective on the union vote uh yeah so i I went to work just like any other day and at 7 a.m we have a little safety stand down or whatever and they told us that he was going to be coming in so i took some time to gather my thoughts and i I wrote down on like a text message of what a question i would like to ask if i had an opportunity and lo and behold i did have that opportunity so i you know i took it in stride and i was able to ask him a question and uh there, the, the video did go viral there where he didn't really uh answer it he didn't really answer the question like honestly and uh he kind of like uh got blue in the face a little bit and um kind of dug himself a hole uh but when it comes when it comes to the union vote i see why he's struggling here you well know? hang on just a um, second jerry because i want y'all to google it we couldn't play it but this is this sure. is the video that went viral where he took and this is what joe biden does when he gets challenged on the campaign trailer anywhere he gets angry he goes into angry guy threatens you know to punch somebody or says hey let's take it outside and he told jerry he said you were full of the S word, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. How nice. Okay. What was your question to him? Wasn't it about well, the I Second Amendment? To, yeah. Well, I, asked, I asked him two. First question I asked him was, uh, you know, how is going to keep the union wise working or at least the middle class working? You know, we're doing really good right now. Everybody's got a job. We're doing really well. I always know there's room for improvement. And, and I want to get an opportunity to, to answer that question to see where we could improve, because I don't really see a lot of avenues that we can go to do better than what we're doing right now. He skipped right over that one to my second question about him wanting to take away our our weapons, our right to uh, defend ourselves, you know, as our constitutional right. And the first thing he said was, you know, you're full of, you know what? And uh-huh. uh, he pretty much dug, dug a hole from then on out. And he, he was very argumentative. Yeah. And I then I asked him, I was like, you know, well, he started going back and forth. He said he wanted to take it outside, you know, which is a remarkable one to have to go fight me outside. Um, and, and then uh, he... I bet you were really scared, too, Jerry. Were you scared? Were you scared? Uh, no. 
I'm not. I'm 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 afraid of losing my rights, and that's why I'm standing yeah. up here today. Yeah. Um. But you know, I said, you know, you work for me, and he looked back and he goes, you know, I don't work for you. Wow. And I think that should reminisce with a lot of voters is the fact that this man feels as if he does not work for us, and he he's been a lifelong politician. And I think that's something that needs to be uh, be brought up to a lot of people across America. Yeah, because he's out there courting the union vote, and you know he's he's denying he's he's such a liar. And that's why he goes to angry mode, because he's he's he doesn't have the faculties anymore to be able to counter it from a quick witted standpoint to be able to to counter the challenge intellectually. So he goes into fight mode and tries to intimidate people and bully him into submission. You busted him on the fact that he has supported the the denial of our Second Amendment rights. He just like but he's denying it. He just like he has supported completely ending fracking, which will destroy our economy. Um, He's been busted on. I think the was something else um, that had to do with green energy. There's the, there's been a variety of things. He's not being honest about who he is and about what he supports, and he's and that he's being owned by the far left wing of the party. And this is a real. There are many union people out there, believe it or not, that are pro Second Amendment. Just like there's many union people out there that don't want to have their union dues taken from them um, and and forcibly given to certain candidates. Correct. You're absolutely right. The, the sheer fact that we are Americans is the fact that we can have our unions here. You know, we use our constitutional rights to speak out against these other corporations so we can have living wages and we can have our, our pensions and vacation days. Mm-hmm. You know, we use our constitutional rights to fight for our unions. And what this Democratic Party is doing right now is coming out here, Joe Biden entirely, is coming out here to say, hey, we're going to take away your constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. But yet a lot of a lot of uh, union workers are waking up and saying, hey, I can't have my union if I don't have my constitutional rights. So the, the left, the, the Democratic Party has pushed so far to where they're now trying to bend our American core values. And a lot of, a lot of union members now are stepping up and say, hey, you know, we may want to have these our unions and stuff, but we'll, we'll be damned if we don't have our American culture. Right. Absolutely. You know, the the unions at a time um, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Here's my and I've never been in a union. I've always negotiated every contract uh, for every job that I ever got. Uh, but I do know that there was a time in which we really needed unions. That movie Norma Ray was filmed in, in my dad's hometown and some of my family was in that movie. I don't know if you saw it in the textile factory, Norma Ray. So, you know, I have family that goes that worked in that textile factory. So, you know, I, I understand that there was a time in which we needed collective bargaining to take care of of workers. But now it seems as though they're just little Marxist communist fiefdoms where you've got these leaders lording over people and controlling them and taking away their rights within the organization. Am I wrong to see it that way? Well, I, I would have to disagree that it's a Marxist type of organization. But what, what's happening here is the fact that a lot of union members, the men and women amongst the unions across the United States, are being taken advantage of. You know, we're hardworking individuals and oh, yeah. want to work a lot of hours to, right. to feed our families. Yeah. We're working five, six, seven days a week, eight, 10, 12 hours a day, and we don't have a lot of time to sit outside of work and look into politics. And the union right. representatives know that. So they're taking advantage of the fact that we're working, we're not politically involved. And they, a lot of union members have instilled their trust into our representatives mm-hmm. to figure 
figure out what is the best thing to do for unions. And right. these representatives have got away from that. And now these now that we have these technological devices in our hand, you know, the phone, laptop, and tablets, we mm-hmm. can actually do our own due diligence and figure out exactly who these candidates are and what their underlying agendas are. And now a lot of union members are waking up and saying, hey, my vote counts because I'm an individual and I, I'm not going to let my union representatives tell me who I'm going to vote for. I love that's that. exactly what they do. They tell you who we should vote for. Mm-hmm. They don't ask our opinions. And that's, that, right. that's what's backwards. And a lot of union members are waking up to that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of family and friends over in Vegas, and they've got stories of, you know, these these dudes coming and knocking on the door um, saying, have you voted it? If not, get get your shoes on right now. We're going to vote, and I'm going to tell you who you're voting for. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, people have worked in casinos. Um, right now, I, I'm curious your thoughts on the economy, because and I'm wondering if in manufacturing, if they're not feeling the pinch from these Democrat governors like we've got. Of course, we, we don't have as much manufacturing in california anymore because their policies ran them out of the state a lot of them down in into mexico and to baja but thought, t- tell us your thoughts on the economy because i know that you've said that it used to be vote vote blue no matter who but you're saying that it could be upwards of 80 percent of you union brothers are leaving and i'm wondering how much of that has to do with covid and the democrats um shutdown of uh different industries within our economy well, it doesn't have so much to do. You're right about that. I do believe that. And I'm being modest when I say 80%, mind you. Um, I, I believe that it, it very well could be more than that. But I, I know that my jurisdiction where I'm at is, is, is nearly 100%. But we'll see. I, I, everybody, you know, all throughout the nation, it can change. But from what I'm hearing from other union members on my social media, uh, they're, about, they're telling me about the same thing there. Um, but, yeah, it's not so much about COVID in general. It's the fact that we we are Americans, and we have our constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to bend at the Constitution for our unions. We love our unions. We will protect our unions. But we can still have a constitutional right, so we can protect our unions. Because when it comes down to it, the power of the union is of the individual union members. It has nothing to do with the representatives. We have our, we have our power in our numbers, and we do not need a politician to do our bidding. The fact that we think that we need a lot of a lot of our representatives think that we need a politician in yeah. order for us to be strong is a, is a very counterintuitive to what we actually are. Mm-hmm. We the unions are a string a stronghold in this country for the middle class, yeah. and it's about time we started acting like it. Yeah, I just remember as a kid. I don't know why I'm flashing on this commercial. Look for the union label when you were buying your. Look for you're going to have to Google that for me, DJ Potato Skins, during the break. That the jingle from the 70s or 80s, it might have been. Look for the union label, and I remember that just struck me as a kid. It was so much about Americana, made in America, and the heartland, and the middle class, and you know everything good about this country. And to me, that's what the left is, is seeking to tear down with so much of their Marxist movement and their denial of our constitutional rights. And um, yep. so, you know, I love what you've done. Thank you for confronting Joe Biden and putting yourself out there. That's a, that's not an easy thing to do these days to go up against somebody, a leftist, you know, icon like that and speak your truth. You know, being pro-America right now is not necessarily the cool, the, make you the cool kid. And uh, which is a shame to me. So, Jerry Wayne, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. If anyone would like to follow my mission of actually giving America a voice, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JerryWayneAR14. Ooh, I love it. Jerry Wayne at AR14. That's fantastic. Are you on Twitter as well? Yep, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Awesome. Jerry Wayne, thank you so much for being here, Patriot. 
Thank you very much. All right. So now stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. You're going to find that jingle for me, DJ uh, Tater Skins, during the break. I already found it. Oh, yay. Thank you. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy Tuesday to you guys. Yeah, that was it. That was the jingle. Look for the union label when you are buying that coat, dress, or blouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. That was back uh, when America, when all most Americans loved America and loved being Just American. a different time. Just, it's, it's such a different gener- generation of values. I know. We sound like we're really old people. But you know what? It's really, it's only been in the last few years, really, yeah. that, you know, Obama... Um, oh, really changed the game. Really did. He did. And, you know, it just... You know, of course, we've got uh, John McCain's daughter, I won't say her name, saying that the problem with the story with the Atlantic is that it's believable that Trump would say that. No, it's not believable. Not at all. It's not believable that Trump would say that. And it raises me anybody would even have that come out of their mouth. To call anybody losers and suckers, you know, Trump would never say anything like that. Just like Trump isn't a racist. There's never been, there's no foundation whatsoever for any of these uh, accusations against Trump. You know what's funny is if he were really a racist, because uh, I know many, there is no way any African-American, any Asian, any Hispanic would ever vote for him. Yet I know many that love him. Well, there's no way in New York that he could have been uh, been on the receiving end of the NAACP awards and buddies with Sharpton and all these people. You would have known that he was a racist. This is a man who's been incredibly high profile for decades. And if he was anti-military, if he'd been going around as commander in chief, bad-mouthing and calling our... our our heroes, losers and suckers. He certainly wouldn't have done what he did for the VA. He was, where was, where was John McCain all these years doing reform for VA healthcare? It was President Trump who came in and said, our military, our veterans deserve better than to come back from war. He may be one of of the most respected presidents as far as the military goes in quite some time. Well, look what he did for the VA. He said, our guys needed this, this, uh, you look at the VA system of healthcare. They need, we had during the Obama administration, we found out that they were not able to get through the suicide hotline. How many remember the scandals that were coming out of Phoenix, which was John McCain's state of which these military people were dying, couldn't get treatment, were waiting six months for some of the most basic care. And it was President Trump who immediately came in and said, these guys need to be allowed to have choice to go wherever right. they want to go. And if they if they're not able to get seen in their VA for cancer treatments or whatever treatments they need, then they ought to be able to go someplace else. That was done by President Trump. Trump. That was not done by Obama, and it wasn't done for the decades that John McCain hid behind his military service as an excuse for being a phony rhino conservative. It, so, you know, I, I, and, and by the way, I'm struck by, here's how you know that Donald Trump is the real deal and fighting for all Americans from, uh, from the minorities that are African Americans or Asians, the minorities that are women, the, my, uh, the military, which is an identity group, which is a minority of Americans that serve in the military. The left never went after John McCain in 2008 or Mitt Romney in 2012 the way they're going after Trump. Not even close. Didn't care. 
they wanted to defeat John McCain, of course, and Mitt Romney so that they could continue to push their Marxist agenda. But they were, they didn't go after to personally and politically destroy Romney or McCain. Uh, they went after Romney with the binders full of women, but that was more against the Republican Party as waging a war on women. They did not personally go after John McCain or Mitt Romney in the way they did Trump. Why? Because they weren't a threat to the left. They weren't a threat to the one-party system that's going on in this country. They didn't stand in the way, in any real way, of the left getting their agenda across. You look at the inroads that the left has made in this country with their critical race theory and their Marxist movement, the cozying up to the Muslim Brotherhood and the Islamists and the Islamic terrorists in this country. McCain and Mitt Romney weren't any threat to the left getting their agenda over. Where we're at right now has taken decades to get here. And the Republican Party was barely a bump in the road, which is what Obama and, and, and Biden and Hillary Clinton referred to our, yes, military. They were standing fighting for their lives on rooftops in Benghazi. Let's not forget that the Benghazi four were all retired military. And there was still military that were also there. Those were just the ones that, that lost their life. Um. I don't have time to get into it, but, you know, one of the things that just kills me so much is the the Trump is the is the administration of chaos. Trump is the one that's dividing this. country. Oh, it's completely the opposite. Divider in chief. That's Obama. That was Obama. You look at the division, the hate that's been fostered. What's the real war on a race in this country that's going on that everybody knows is the elephant in the room and nobody's willing to talk about it. Let's talk about the videos that are viral all day, every day. Like the one that was viral on on Instagram yesterday of a young black man uh, uh, sucker punching a senior old old guy in like a Seven Eleven. Let's talk about the story that broke about the guy um, who uh, I don't have the story in front of me, but he was a young man who was arrested. He ended up stabbing and killing, I think, his jailmate in in, in jail, and he said that uh, he was arrested um, because he decided I need to go and find me a white person to attack today. Because that's what, when you tell black people in this country for decades that you're a victim and you're a victim of white people and white people are inherently evil and racist and horrible and they're the reason why for whatever you're suffering in your life, it's their fault. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to go and start targeting the people that you've said are the cause of all their anguish and their issues in this country. Well, and the Democrats are masters at doing that repetition message until it sinks in. Yeah. And it was during the Obama, uh, Obama administration that we had. What was it called? Um, you can Google that for me. There was this um, this movement going on where and there was a term for it where these gangs of young kids would go up and um, punch a punch a white person. There was actually a term. I'll have to look that up. For, yeah, there was actually a term for it. Uh, you know, and I said this uh, back uh, when around the time that Trump was elected in 2016, they were really amping it up. Oh, you're going to see hate crimes, hate crimes, hate crimes. As soon as Trump is elected there, all the hate crimes attributed to Trump voters were hoaxes. They were hoaxes. Who's really committing the hate crimes out there? If the hate crimes on, on behalf of Trump and, and white Americans and Trump conservatives were happening en masse, we wouldn't need Jesse Smollett to be out there manufacturing hate crimes. 
I don't know. We have got to have President Trump reelected, but I don't really know. He's getting rid of critical race theory, which um, is divisive and creating so much hate going on in this country. Maybe too little too late. But we got to be thinking about how we can we can begin to unify. But there is no unity around a message that white America is all evil and bad. And we and we need to have an agenda going forward of undoing whiteness. That's not how you unite people. And I think that we, I think that we, as we need to be, I didn't have time to get into the story, um, but I know that the, there was a report came out that the Navy is getting rid of Catholic chaplains and they're not having Catholic Seriously? mass anymore. Yeah. One of the ways that they're fomenting division in this country is by removing God from society where we spread love and we reach out to each other in love. And I think maybe we need to explore doing some segments about how we can unite. Oh, for sure. Right? And think about that how just we can... hard. Yeah, we need to think about that. And we're open to ideas from you guys as well. Love you. See you tomorrow.